to Big Red Couch, the podcast about making role-playing games. A group of GMs and players draw ideas from the mystery box and bring their game pitches to you. Welcome, listener, to the Big Red Couch. On this episode of The Couch, we've got some culinary shenanigans to deal with, and helping me is my famous and fearless co-host, Craig. I, I'm assuming that's me. I mean, unless you've added somebody else to the, the show, which, you know, seems reasonable <laughs> under the circumstances. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that after I've edited them in, I guess. And it's me, Ben. That that sounded a bit like it's a me, Mario, but... I, I it's really a sure. me. I, I wasn't sure if you were going... I, 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 no. I wasn't sure if you were doing a bit or not. Is a, is, no, no, is no. A bit? Is it, has, he, has he got a soundboard there? No, no. I was just listening to the um, the Wall of Death writer in your room. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, there are times when I wish I hadn't set up in the middle of a, a motor circus, but eh. <laughs> we, we 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 live with these things. Yes, Craig and his flatmates, the Krusty Demons. Uh, yeah, my my flat is a brilliant flat. If you're like going to work every day somewhere that isn't the kitchen table. And is, um, and if you're sort of, you're going out to various places and really it's, it's kind of a place where you, you relax and you sleep and you, you cook food and that kind of thing. When you're here basically 20 odd hours a day, um, you really start to notice the traffic noise and, um, eventually get to the point where you're just shouting abuse at noisy people. Indeed, indeed. Hypothetically. Given that your lawn is basically, you know, a couple hundred meters of tarmac, you've got plenty of opportunity. I really do. I, I, I have been caught on work calls a couple of times when a particularly noisy uh, motorbike goes past shouting, I hope you crash. And it hasn't worked yet, I guess. It, it has not. Though, to be fair, if I was going to hope that they crash, at least in the early stages of lockdown, uh, I was hoping that they crashed in a non-recoverable way because, frankly, the NHS didn't need any extra load. Indeed. They were having a bad enough time already. They didn't need to be taking people away for some idiot who just... Crashed his motorbike on a dead straight road. Ah, uh, well. So, our heroic listeners join us as we discuss the case of the accidental battered sausage descending chords. I might have to put some descending chords in yeah. there. Slightly more... Um... Possibly with a light- lightning stroke or something in the background. Yeah, 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 yeah. Indeed. So. This one, I believe, comes to us from Alex. Oh, excellent. And... It, it did strike me as being possibly a Anglo-centric, certainly, idea. I know mm. that we have battered sausages here in the um, Uncepted Isles, but I don't think it's a global phenomenon. I think they, well, at least I, that, I think they get away by get away with by calling them corn dogs in America, which is one of a list of crimes that they will answer for in due course. I, I don't get the corn. I, I don't know. I don't get where the corn bit comes in. I mean, it might Could it be corn flour. Uh, maybe they do maybe seem it's because yeah. the the corn do- the traditional corn dog seems like a very smooth casing, while your traditional battered sausage has your typical bumpy fish and Some, chips kind, somewhat of lumpy thing mm. going on, yeah, aerated and so forth. No, but but not a consistent thing. But I've not like actually f- deep fried anything personally. I don't know how it's, it, it seems like a seems like an excellent life experience. It's it's an excellent life experience that can leave permanent scars if you do it wrong, which is yep, yep, an yep. Issue. and also also probably shorten your life if you're doing it for um, recreationally. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. yes. I, I've I've never actually tried a, an official corn dog. The various times that I've tried to attend a state fair while in the US, it either uh, yeah, it just hasn't panned out. Often because the weather was complete shit. Mm. On the specific day assigned, and also because they're usually in places that are really difficult to get to by public public transport. Ah, right. Or at least the Indiana State Fair is. Anyway, so yes, the case of the accidental battered sausage, which yeah, probably doesn't really apply outside of the the, the Anglo sphere. But it's a very simple concept. So I, I, I suspect it's reproduced in some other ways in other cultures, or there is some sort of closely held ethical constraint against that mm. because the the idea of taking a sausage on a stick or not on a stick if you're feel if you're feeling chancy and deep f- battering it and deep frying it it's not that hard <laughs> yeah i mean i'm now just imagining a tempura battered uh battered sausage and fancy mm. yeah 
<laughs> Real fusion cuisine there. <laughs> I'm liking this idea more and more. Just terrible fusion cuisine. Anyway, so the case of the accidental battered sausage. Um, I have an idea. Mm-hmm. It involves automation, crime, and drugs. Uh, how about you? I have an idea, and it involves disrupting the market, crime, and worker safety? I don't know. Ooh, I, I was looking for a third one, but I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, John also has an idea. Loyal, loyal listener, John. Which also involves crime. Frankly, with a prompt like the case of the accidental battered sausage, there's not a lot of places you can go. I did try to come up with something based on sausage casing, but failed. Hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of glad of that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and and also battered sausage is not something you eat like a case of, unless Ooh. something has gone terribly wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, I'll have a case of your finest battered sausages. Oof. Yeah, that's that's not going to be good for you. Or the yeah, plumber. It, <laughs> it just it seems it's not a unit that you you trade in in this in this instance. It's all good. No, no. There is presumably a uh, a group noun for battered sausage, but it's not case. Cardiac incident. <laughs> yeah. Cholesterol like assaults. <laughs> I, I did used to go to a cafe that had their, their big breakfast was called the cholesterol assault. Um, <laughs> it was delicious. Yeah, yes. Of course it was. It, you, you, I mean, you were, you were paying in minutes of your life, but you, you probably get a, a, a return on that. <laughs> mm. So, uh, how do we, how do we want to, do you, do you want to do yours first? Cause like worker safety and all that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's implied, but we'll, 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 we'll get there. So. I was struggling with the idea of accidentally battering a sausage. Apart from that Simpsons clip with the spotty teenager trying, you know, oh, let me get that for you, sir. Ah, ah. <laughs> um, dropping things into the, into the vats. I, the, the only thing I've got for uh, accidentally battered, yes, it fell down the stairs on the way to questioning, but that's that's all I've got. And that kind of uh, that opens a really dark door, sleazy noir food kind of thing, and like. Uh, Maybe let's not get the police involved, as they used to say in different sort of context. Yeah, like a like a sort of an, a, a, a seamy, yeah, a a, a a seedy crime version of Veggie Tales, but with meat products. Yeah, yeah. So, anything else? <laughs> Any anything else? The thing that came to my head is I just got this, this impression of Gordon Ramsay going, "How do you accidentally batter a sausage, you muppet?" And 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 you know having. An apoplectic fit at somebody for accidentally battering us. Not that it's it's in his over, which is like fine cuisine and screaming at people. More the screaming at people thing, I think, is is, is where his heart truly lies. Well, it's his most consistent skill. I mean, mm. his his saving of restaurants and so forth is less reliable. I understand that the ones that were in the kitchen nightmares thing had consistently gone out of business for related or unrelated uh, reasons before the episodes they were in aired. So even if they yeah, it's like okay, either they were in they were in, they were they, they were unrescuable to start with or that wasn't the point of the show. Yeah, it, it's in a certain territory if you can't polish a turd, but um Oh, and the fact that restaurants die at a at a horrific rate of knots. There was actually a, a a call by somebody to uh, to get people to frequent Tony's in Auckland, which is the um, venerable steak restaurant. Steakhouse on Khartoum Lane, on the corner of Khartoum Lane, um, and Lawn Street. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they still have the original place that they're in on Wellesley Street as well. So yeah, mm. that was a that was the thing. You know, they, they do a good steak. It's just like it's. They have been digging up much of the um, the central city and the pandemic. It's made it's been less well attended. That is going to destroy businesses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and it's a uh, but interestingly, that kind of kind of wraps into the, the 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 thing I eventually get to. But as as I like to do, just because I've often wondering if my ideas got any legs to them, spit out the things that I didn't want to do. Or at least I didn't think we're going to be a good idea and see if some, any of you could rescue them. They desperately fill time, basically. It's called vamping in the trade. Really? Um, <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd always assume it was the sort of, they come up and see me sometime. Is that not vamping? That could also be vamping, I guess. Okay. As I understand it, there, there, there might, 
as I understand it, just filling time while somebody gets on with something else in the middle of your uh, your production. <clears throat> so, for going from Gordon Ramsay excoriating his his underlings for doing something incomprehensible, I was wondering if you crossed that aspect with the case of aspect and basically came up with a sweary murder she wrote where Gordon Ramsay travels around trying to un- uncover murders in restaurants in his own inimitable style and also the completely unlikely sequence of events that means that this one celebrity is in the same place as all these dead bodies week after week because you know after a while, you start to get a little bit <laughs> suspicious about Miss Marple and uh, Angela Lansbury. Yeah, yeah, Angela Lansbury done. She's got to have done one of them, right? After a while, you know, the the temptation would have been too strong. I mean, if you could sit down there and say, "Oh, it w- they did it over there," tee hee hee. Jonathan Creek, I think, also needs to be looked at fairly closely. It's like, oh, so it was this elaborate sequence of events, and it's not just that you offed him. Fair enough. We'll arrest some other person then. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Well, oh, it could possibly be you. You've only been in the room with 400 dead bodies over the last couple of years. Mm. You're definitely not the only comment. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Creepy loner who lives in a windmill and is surrounded by odd uh, uh, odd devices and makes their living out of concealing shit. Mm. Wait a minute. Indeed, indeed. Or uh, you're, you're, or you're a, a famed author who, who who has written many scenarios in which somebody has been horribly, horribly murdered. So I was like, hmm, yes, definitely, definitely your, your research can't possibly have helped you get away with any crimes now, could it? it it's, a, it's a corollary with the whole, if you see any police pre- procedural show, especially ones of like a, a tr- one of those traveling, like the um, Criminal Minds or something oh, like yeah. that where they're... They specialize, specialize in serial killers. What tends to come up is like, okay, so America is basically this serial killer theme park. And every week you run into a new, different, altogether unexpected serial killer. To the extent that like once a season, you, one of your team nearly buys it or is, or, or something is like, ooh, okay, that might be, overestimating the number of serial killers a little bit. Yeah, it's like, uh, so yeah. Mm. So it's a bit of a, a bit of a concern. I am kind of liking the idea of, of chef. chef. Chef slash restaurant reorganizer keeping running into crimes when all they actually want to do is make this restaurant not suck. Oh, if you did it as a Hercule Poirot Michelin star thing, Maybe he, the the the, mm. the investigation is supposed to be like ah yes I am in, I we oui, we oui, I am tasting the food and seeing what this if this restaurant deserves this oh no another dead body <laughs> it's like it's like wow <laughs> this will not do you cannot have this cloud of death over a restaurant okay <laughs> yep yeah yeah I, I, mean, I, I am imagining the Will Smith the bit from. Uh, Independence Day, where sort of you, it's five or six murders in. They're, they're, they're trying to. In this, are they like a restaurant reviewer? Are they a. Are they a critic? Are they actually brought in to, to try to save a, a restaurant that's going awry? Because mm. I'm just imagining this thing of, um, you know, there's, there's the bit where you've got Will Smith sort of. Will Smith's character dragging alien wrapped in parachute behind him through the desert. Shouting, he's sort of shouting at it, and eventually just loses his shit and starts kicking at it while screaming, "I could have been at a barbecue." And just imagining the same thing, but with the the dead body. It's like things are going well. He's finally got the um, the kitchen working the way it's supposed to. The the whole pastry section is working brilliantly, and then a dead body appears right on top of the marble block that they make <laughs> the confectionery on. And you just sort of people come in to find him standing on the block, just kicking at him and screaming, "Ah, yeah, yeah!" Sort of kick, kick. We're going to have to clean everything. Nobody is going to want that pastry made on this. Everything is going to taste of blood. It's all your fault. Kick, kick, kick. Yes. Um, it could be... But possibly in a French accent. Yeah. It would be... Um, we're just pitching TV shows now, because it, which is very... More or less. Yeah. More <laughs> or less. But the idea of having the... Um, maybe the, the award is so prestigious, people literally kill for it. And it's becoming a bit of a problem. 
<laughs> so it's like, okay, we have retained both food critic and famed amateur detective, <laughs> such and such, to yes. do our investigations. Because seriously, this is getting silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? It seemed easier and it was cheaper. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Yeah, we had to pay him a little more, but basically we 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 end up ahead. Um, yes, you could end up calling it something like best served cold or something. I'm liking this. Yeah, yeah, that's terrible. Um, <sighs> so yeah, I was, I was quite quite following that along. So and I'm trying to think where are we going with this, and I didn't want to so even okay. I, I I ruled out suggesting another parody superhero thing. Because, yeah. And what I came up with is people investigating why why restaurants are shutting down. Because I don't go to restaurants very frequently. And what I find one, I happen to find one that I like. Inevitably, if I go, if I attempt to go back, it is, the place has vanished, changed its name and, uh, and owners and menu. And I'm generally going, ah, that was a shame. I should have gone more often. Maybe it would still be in business. And, you know, on the, the, the 20th cycle of this, it's like, ah, that's a shame. Anywho, the idea that, the, that there's people investigating why this actually happens and there's maybe there are, and, and someone has become convinced there is a sinister plot behind these restaurants' folding. And the possibility is that currently there is a very good reason why um, restaurants are, are, are closing down. Because they're being converted into what is charmingly known as a dark kitchen. Is this like dark matter and dark energy? No. Is this more like the dark web? Little bit. Okay. The idea is, and this is a, this is a genuine business model, and instead of having actual restaurants with seating, you, have, you, you just have the kitchen, a commercial kitchen, and you do... Deliveroo, Uber Eats, etc., 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 deliveries, and well, any given kitchen that just has has everything has everything ferried to its customers can basically make anything that kitchen can make, and you just put like a bunch of apps in front of it, which comes to which comes unfortunately to the the natural selection of capitalism bringing you to the place where everything at every stage is divorced from the following one, so you just end up with like shipping containers with kitchen equipment in it being set up in car parks because the people who own property um, like car parks and, and warehouses need something to do with that with that with that pro- with that property and they've found a way to drive things towards it there and yeah it's a really iffy kind of setup but the idea that they're, they're finding places are just being closed down because well a people can't go out in, in many places or they're just finding it easier to get all their food delivered at astonishingly cut cut rates because well all the all the kitchens are being all the uh, traditional kitchens are being driven out of business so people will work for less money so yeah the idea of of running that as a That's um, grim <laughs> oh yeah and it's uh it it's it's uh underway as well i guess that would possibly be a bit um you might want to, you might want like leaven it with a little bit of supernatural stuff or something, just to make it all less harrowing. But yeah, that's a, that's something that actually that, that genuinely happens. Or you lean heavily. I may be using the phrase wrong, but you lean heavily into that and mm. go with the because there's things like, oh, I mean, none of these are an exact fit, but there's things like was it shock, social mm. science fiction, and a few other misspent youth. Um, mm. Basically, games specifically looking at disparity and unfairness, and actually things suck. Hmm. Yep. Indeed, it could definitely be used as a a setting or a set of circumstances for somebody working in that. Because you know, the charming things about these sorts of setups is that the people making the food may have no idea who they're making the food for, or what company is handling the orders or who's doing the delivering. And yeah, I mean, maybe that's the the tip off that somebody has got a battered sausage in with their, um, their vegan salad or possibly with, you know, 
with a with a message scrawled on the uh, inside of the lid. Please help us. We are we are trapped in a dark kitchen. Uh, shades of the um, hiding a spoon a, a spoon in your underwear when uh, going through um, airport security. Oh, I had not heard of that of that trick. It's one. I, I have no idea how widespread it is, or whether it's actually just an urban myth. But it was the idea that yeah, a teaspoon is something that's relatively easy to to palm even if you're in a fairly abusive situation. Um, mm. Hiding it in your underwear, it's unlikely to be found, but it will set off the metal detectors, and that mm. will get you into a position where, at least in theory, you can be placed in a room away from everybody that you're traveling with. Right. I think that that, that is, to my understanding, the logic of the thing. Whether it works, whether it's, whether it's actually a thing, I cannot say. But it does sound like the same sort of idea. The um, So the accidental battered sausage in this case is somebody desperately tried to send a message that won't be picked up by mm. by by the systems. It's a, it is a distress call of sorts. Yeah. So in this in this circumstance, you know, assuming it's a game, uh, I'm assuming the players are not the people locked in the kitchen. I'm assuming they're the people who receive the battered sausage along with their sushi platter. I'm yeah. not sure where that came from. No, that, I mean. would, that, would be, that would be kind of incongruity. The, 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 the obviously despicable fusion cuisine. It's mm. like, <laughs> I love that phrase. Just, just, just as the name of a restaurant, despicable fusion cuisine. Indeed, indeed. The idea that your katsudon turns up with battered herb and um, <laughs> pork sausage and is like, okay... Yeah, maybe that were that, that's enough to spur people people into um, investing. I'm just writing down um, f- despicable fusion cuisine. It's <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. Now. Um, okay. I, yeah, I am looking for something slightly more. I think I know where I would go with this. Mm-hmm. I would drop this in as part of an existing game. I'm thinking where my brain immediately went to, oddly enough, was Shadowrun. Mm. Because, you know, the idea of... Because there was always this weird thing in Shadowrun, uh, at least in the editions that I played, which are a while ago now. Yep. Don't, don't give your age away, Craig. Well, I think they're up to version 5, edition 5. Oh, you've had way more versions than that. <laughs> just just celebrating your recent, your recent birthday, which oh, is yes. a, a, of an inconsequential number of um, revolutions, so... <laughs> yes, it, it does not end in a zero, so therefore nobody really cares. Then end in a zero or a five. And the one in a couple of years' time is going to be a rager, because it does end in a zero, and it's on a Friday, so that's going to get really messy. Looking forward to it already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, there was yeah, there was the thing of effectively Shadowrunners as somewhat known celebrities. It was probably, it was probably the style of the time, because from memory of what was going on in the world, like, Everybody who followed the news knew who the various, at least American, mafia dons were. Like, these were, these were names that people could know. And so presumably hmm. there was a certain amount of the, the sort of the, the, the folk hero criminal thing going on in, in Shadowrun. And I think they tried to pick up on it in bits of cyberpunk as well. Hmm. And so the, I, the idea of some people, or maybe some other, some, some, some differently people, people, uh, trapped in one of these dark kitchens, having, you know, having enough media access to figure out, ah, okay, this account is one of the guys in this shadow running group. Let's see if we can reach out to them for help. So this isn't a, somebody's putting a battered sausage into, uh, into every order in the hope that somebody will notice. It's targeted. Hmm. I guess if you use a more modern version of, celebrity which is you know your influencer or your your streaming star because the possibility the, the likelihood of a cyberpunk-esque underworld based off of our current trajectory that doesn't have e-celebrities is unthinkable I mean, it, it is it increasingly d- unlikely yeah at, at, in general this kind of cyber pewdiepie etc um uh, <laughs> horrifying thought that's going to take me a long time to deal with it did sound like you were you were like momentarily being sick in your own mouth there um. <laughs> <laughs> it? 
Yeah. <laughs> it was like, wow. I had to um, throw up with my entire mouth. Um. <laughs> yep. So, but the, 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 the likelihood that even if they don't, you know, recklessly stream their own criming, that, you know, if they are well, you know, they could, in any other circumstances, they could be generally well known as a guy who gets things done and by reputation as a, as, as, as a bit of a hard bastard. But if also they happen to shoot the shit with people online and maybe being seen eating a particular kind of thing, it's like, aha, uh-huh. we have to know that we might have a line to somebody because he always orders this about this time. And you go, aha, we will slip something into it. And that could be, you know, that'd be an interesting thing is like you're, if you were having I mean, the notion of there being a celebrity angle to your your Shadowrun or cyberpunk lifestyle is kind of intriguing. To a certain extent, that was there, not 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 to the, the, the full celebrity sort of doing interviews or anything, but that was there with the character of Omar in uh, The Wire. Mm, yeah. That this was, yeah, this this guy is a known, yeah, he, he's a known criminal. No, Everybody knows exactly what his do- he does and exactly what he looks like. Mm. But... He was a smidge distinctive, so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, but he was still reasonably popular. Mm. Also, his um, tendency to target drug dealers for <laughs> for his uh, activities meant that regular mm. people didn't need to be terribly concerned. And some of them thought, oh, actually, maybe that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I think there was there was that line from... I think there was a line from him at some point that, yeah, he's, he's never put his gun on a citizen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's never robbed anybody who wasn't already in the game, so that yep. that that kind of thing. I can see that being you could have a bunch of fun potentially with sort of your stand your standard issues shadow running kind of setup of we are we are doing jobs in return for money, and then this thing that comes along is is a charity case and it's an investigation. Hmm. Hmm. And that would be an interesting introduction. Yeah. And I mean, it could be even more sort of like horrific and and mechanically soul grinding than because the the unfortunate distinction with the um, realistic modern day thing is like right, the people aren't being like you know shackled and hooked up to VR or anything like weird like that. They're just the the facts working there just don't have a better financial option, and the fact that they're you know they're, they're disconnected from the people paying the money or getting the the cut out of the app or anything you know or any sort of like health and safety oversight likely means that it's harder to say all right we're just going to we're just going to like turn all the lights on and say hey look everybody something terrible is happening because people kind of already know which is the i guess the uh the sad part of it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, at that point, you're sort of dealing with the you know, the situation of you know, illegal workers practically anywhere mm. with the whole, hey, your working conditions suck. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. And a lot of folks where, you know, the, an industry has been disrupted as it, is, as it is to the extent where someone's going, okay, we now buy all of this product or service or us or a, a couple of our competitors, guess what? If you can't sell it to us, you can't sell it to anybody. So we dictate what we pay for it. Mm. It's a, 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 mon- a monopoly as opposed to a monopoly. Yeah. It becomes a bit more Brazil-like at that point. <laughs> Maybe a bit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, I still do like the the chef detective thing and that's maybe something that hasn't been touched though i know there was the the movie who is killing the great chefs of europe which i think i saw the start of okay <laughs> assume it was a, a comedy like late 80s early 90s i'm not sure how comedy i don't think it was i'm not sure it was that comedy because it was basically somebody killing the great chefs of europe and cooking their bodies in the style of their signature dishes <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I only I only saw the first um, 20 minutes or so. I can't remember why. Yeah. 
It could have been a comedy. It could have just, it just didn't get it. I mean, we yeah. saw it quite a while ago. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, we've had sort of well, we've had magician's assistant detective. We've had murder writer detective. We've had little old lady eating cake detective. Um, I think there's there's one with gardeners. Yeah, hmm. I think there's I think there's a gardeners one as well. But um, yeah, sort of irascible chef detective. Has a certain something. Maybe it's just it's this 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 tragic tale of this guy who is a really good, if completely obnoxious, chef who winds up travelling from 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 place to place because for some reason there's a terrible crime which he uncovers the culprit and is like yes, but it it consistently skews the, the 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 profile of the restaurant or you know the the, the food or what's going on and means that the um the restaurant you know collapses because you know it's not a murder every week people people aren't, aren't interested after that and he winds up being being going from place to place having to set up trying to set up new restaurants in different places trying not to not to be a, a noticed or associate as you know, remembered as oh you're the murder chef <laughs> no i never murdered anyone i solved the fucking mur- yeah and hoping that this will be the time that nobody yeah. gets murdered. Oh, that could get quite dark. It's like, seriously, it's been like nine different restaurants. What's mm. going on? And maybe somebody is actually following him around, just causing or 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 or, or committing these murders. It's like, what, what the hell is going on? Yeah, it's that's kind of kind of terrifying. Sort of, yeah, right. Fuck it. Hot dog stand. <laughs> hot dog stand in a square. Nothing can happen now. Body crashes down through the hot dog stand. Fuck off! <laughs> yeah. It's like I think that is the point at which you've got somebody who's just kicking the shit out of a dead body in the middle of the wreckage of a hot dog stand, possibly while the dead body is on fire, while just screaming incoherently at them. Then on like a roadside, like not tea shop, which is like a, like a like a caravan with with you know food preparation things. It's like. Right, there is nobody within miles. I have no customers. There is no chance it's going to happen again. His pl- plane just plows into the field. In front of yeah, yeah, well, they, yeah, yeah. Plane plows into the field. Dead man wired to the controls. Do... No, nope, don't care. <laughs> don't care. <laughs> and it would make yeah. a brilliant TV show. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure how to do it as a game, but yeah, it'd be a very <laughs> sick and strange TV show. But there's yeah, you could, and you could call it Chef Detective. No, 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 maybe, no, maybe not. That's that's too. <laughs> have it, I, I'm halfway through the the last the second season of Gravity Falls, and we've had the whole Duck Detective thing. So Chef Detective. Ah, no. fair enough. No, okay, I, I like Best Served Cold. Um, okay, <laughs> yeah. The possibility, of the use of it's it's just a very arch thing where people a, 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 a version of reality where people will just fucking murder one another. To get the uh, appropriate review, <laughs> that would just be a bit, a bit weird. Wow. Okay. Hmm. Okay. So that was my weird meandering ideas. Fair enough. Should, should we do my weird meandering idea? Absolutely. All right. Um, and uh, Alex, whose prompt this was, was kind of had a modification to my idea as well. So. Yeah. You, you got, you, you've got a consultant. I'm oh, jealous. yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I have staff. It's brilliant. Huh. Wow. No, I don't. <laughs> um, okay, so, so mine involves automation, crime, and drugs. Cool. Because yeah, much much like I think everybody else who looked at this thought, the case of the accidental battered sausage, okay, clearly it's some sort of, of crime story. What it put me in mind of was... The sort of story where the the initial clue really isn't that relevant to the overall case. It's what sort of points people to the fact that something's going on, but it's not it's not that big a deal. It's just it, it's sort of the it's the entry to the thing. Mm. Like I think there's the Sherlock Holmes story, the case of the speckled band, and from recollection, well, one the speckled band isn't it's a snake. Yeah, it, it, it gets weird. Right, right. It's the opposite of whatever a MacGuffin is. Yeah. Or it's the, whatever the opposite of a MacGuffin is. 
it's the it's just the thing that's something everyone's chasing. It's just the 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 off ramp where you you're going from everything is fine to murder country. Yep. Mm. Yeah, murder country. Delightful this time of year. Actually, I think it's called I think it's called Midsummer. Um, mm. No, Mid. <laughs> um, what's that um, terribly terribly Caucasian, terribly homicidal? Mid, oh, it is Midsummer. It's the Midsummer Murders, not Midsummer, yep. which also happens to be terribly Caucasian, not terribly murdery. I wonder mm. if that's deliberate. Oh, creepy. Or the, um, the Broken Wood Mysteries from uh, New Zealand television. So anyway, so we're setting this a little bit in the future at an automated fish and chip shop. Because we're almost there with the technology now. And this is basically just a... This is, this is effectively an automated food dispensary. Stuff is cooked mm. to order. Probably ordered through an app or maybe there's a kiosk outside if they've, if they've even got a... Um, if they've even got an actual physical location that customers can go to. But you pay electronically, your food is cooked for you, it is delivered, either delivered to you by drone or you pick it up from the, um, pick it up from the box, you know, a little bit like the old 30s, 30s, 40s, 50s automats. The automats, yeah. Okay. So you've got one of these. And yeah, it's, at least in my head, it's a fairly classic fish and chip shop. So almost everything is deep fried. Or cooked, yeah, it's or, or cooked on a grill or something. You know, probably things are wrapped in a couple of layers of paper and then maybe wrapped in some old newspaper for the 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 the, the look of the thing. Special, specially constructed by Markov chains, fake newspaper. Ooh. because the real things don't exist. <laughs> yeah, specially printed by that franchise newspaper. So, well, sorry, just a, a quick thing. The 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 old. Um, I don't know if we've discussed it on the show before, but the old um, typesetting machines, being that they rendered everything in blanks that you that you then filled with molten lead, somehow sometimes had interesting blobs of typos just kind of smashed into it. So maybe it's like that. <laughs> Creepy. So yes, it's an entirely automated system. It it takes care of the cooking. It takes care of the ordering, mm-hmm. uh, stock rotation. Uh, everything like that. It's probably franchised. Like, probably somebody buys a location, buys the necessary gear, away we go. So, literally the evolution of the dark. They're also known as cloud kitchens, just so I know how how you enjoy putting things in the cloud. I do enjoy a good clouding. (laughs) That sounded wrong. The the evolution of removing the human element from the, the process entirely. Yep. So... That's the setup. And what happens is that yeah, over time, yeah, the, re- yeah, the, re- the reviews, the online sort of satisfaction surveys are fine, but whoever owns this particular franchise has noticed an increasing number of cases where somebody has said, yeah, yeah food was great. By the way, um, yeah, we got a battered sausage. We, we didn't actually order a battered sausage, but we got one in the, um, in the meal. Yeah, that's a bit weird. Possibly there's a complaint because, hey, we ordered all the vegetarian shit and then we got a battered sausage. What's going on? And so they send in a, a crew of technical people just to see, okay, what, what's going on? Why is this machine, you know, why is this, because effectively the shop is one gigantic machine. Why is this mm. system including battered sausages in meals where nobody's ordered it? These, these people are, of course, the players. What is going on is that the fish and chip business is about a is is most of the business, but not all of it. The other part is contraband uh, distribution, because there is the, the whole supply chain of foodstuffs, and then mm. there's the parallel supply chain of realistically probably drugs. Mm. You order on the app; it delivers your completely anonymous package wrapped in newspaper and in a little bag. You wander away; those transactions never appear on the system. Mm. It, it's all hidden. Trouble is that buried somewhere very deep down in the bowels of it, you know, the system is keeping track of, okay, how many packages have been shipped out? How many, you know, how many, how many items has been, have been shipped? Just basically probably to keep track of things for maintenance levels. It's sort of a, okay, we've dispensed 50,000 items. We need to schedule a, um, a sort of adjustment and cleaning on the various delivery mechanisms to make sure nothing jams halfway through. Mm. So it's got these internal counts. Its instructions are that it should never allow anybody to know about this second line, but that means there's a problem 
because the internal counts will be wrong. And so the, it has to pump the counts up somehow. And the accidental battered sausage, you know, a battered sausage is a ridiculously cheap item. And it's a cheap, yeah, it's a cheap enough promotional item that it has the authority to just kind of chuck one of these into the things into the order of something's taken mm. too long to keep the customers happy. And so it counts as a package. It counts as an item. Those things are basically just in enormous free-flow bags. Nobody actually keeps track of um, how many of the drafted things there are. It's mm. its way of making the books balance. Right. So it, it's desperately trying to keep its internal equilibrium vis-a-vis battered sausages, but it is accidentally tipping at the, the hand of the, the people smuggling. I don't know. I guess they can be smuggling sausages, but that wouldn't quite work in this situation. No. <laughs> it does mean that, yeah, and this is basically the sort of story where a bunch of people who are not in any way involved in criminal investigation, are not in any way involved in, in anything other than we're here to do a maintenance job, basically are brought face to face with there is a criminal enterprise being operated out of here, and now they know that we know. Hmm. Now okay. we don't. One sidebar that someone should never use, it would, it would likely to be, it'd be the plot of a, one of the more particularly on the nose Doctor Who episodes. The, everything is exactly as you, you described it, but the entire premises is the deep fryer. The entire thing is filled with boiling fat, so the, the, the maintenance people have to go in and sort of elaborate heat diving costumes, and there's all sorts of other tension and things going on, but they spend their entire time in a greasy, bubbling, yellow morass trying to figure out what's going on. I mean, that's an awful idea, and I kind of like it. <laughs> Fair enough. It's a, like I said, it's like one of those one of those uh, David Tennant Doctor Who episodes that just kind of overdid it a tiny bit. <laughs> mm. I am liking it, though. So the actual envi- the, the environment of the store is somewhat incredibly dangerous, and then you realise that there is a, a contraband operation... I mean, drugs are the obvious and easy one. You can, you can mm. come up with all sorts of other crap, but um, depending on what, what sort of story you wanted to tell and what sort of crime you wanted them involved in. But yeah, I am, I am seeing it as the sort of story where people utterly against their will get dragged into conflict with a criminal enterprise and basically have to find, find slash fight slash maneuver their way through it to, to get clear. Even if it wasn't actually entirely internally submerged in frying substances, it could be cramped and extremely dangerous and possibly larger than anyone really, really feels is possible. Mm. So that was that was that idea. Uh, Alex's okay. modification to it was basically basically requires a little bit less of the high tech approach, but it is the same idea that somebody is using a the utterly ubiquitous fish and chip shop and certainly certainly within New Zealand a, a fish and chip shop is incredibly ubiquitous you'll find the damn things everywhere just in the middle of yeah in the middle of suburbs um just all over the show hmm. it's yeah it's very rare that you will find a place that doesn't have some level of fish and chip vending um outfit of variable quality they're not as populous as they once were, but yes, they they, they were definitely landmarks. And as, as far as involvement in crime, what better place to launder inverted commas illegal bycatch and um, over overfishing product? Hmm. So it's a multi-level criminal enterprise. It could be yes. Hmm. Because if you're uh, flogging power. You know, the local equivalent of abalone, I believe, or other sorts of f- fish caught over your quota. Well, having it, it the selling to people who immediately fry it and sell it to people to consume is a pretty good way of uh, converting it into ready money. Indeed. Alex, Alex's modification to the idea was, okay, so you've still got the criminal enterprise thing. It's still being used as a, a distribution point for illegal stuff, except in his version, the battered sausage is actually... The, the the concealment mechanism mm. that what you've got yep. is a tube of something that you've battered and it's got a stick on it to hold it but that is a package of drugs and then somebody gets the wrong package right it suddenly turns into a hijinks uh, hi, yeah. hijink laden chase a, a a wacky hijinks exercise i mean depending on how you want to go it could be that dude somebody comes in and happens to get the wrong order because 
this was the one time ever that somebody has ordered uh, a bunch of chips and 50 battered sausages. <laughs> yeah, because they're actually doing, yeah, they're having some sort of picnic. Somebody bites into one of the battered sausages, starts orbiting Pluto. Uh, <laughs> um, and meanwhile, there's some, some very criminal types who are having the odd chip, cutting open these sausages to find, well, realistically, sawdust and gristle. Um, <laughs> right. Dis- disappointment, one way yeah, or the other. Yeah. Sawdust, gristle, disappointment, and anger. Yes. Also, a certain amount of wet pants wetting terror, because presumably somebody is want- going to want the contents of those sausages. Meanwhile, there is a picnic in a park that's just gotten really serious really fast. Yes. Yes, that could be... If you were of a, of a, of a mind to uh, investigate those sorts of things, a, p- a place where people just randomly hand, hand anonymous packages over a counter does seem like a venue for that sort of activity. So, yeah. Hmm. I mean, the, the, the Alex one, or the Al- Alex's modification has the advantage that basically the, it stops the players from actually having a choice in the matter. Like, at the in point at scenario... which they've been handed a package of drugs, right? they, they are involved. They can't get out of it. Like, they could go running to the cops, but presumably nobody is going to believe you just gave away multiple... Mi- yeah, you just handed in multiple million dollars worth of drugs to the cops. No way, you kept some. Where is it? Mm, maybe they're, they're not exactly angels themselves, but they realize that they bumped into um, Hardner Henry, and you know, who, who, who everyone knows is a, mil- uh, a friend of, you know, 500 flat-nosed bastards, and... They've realised that when the when the mix up was made, and now that they are in dreadful, dreadful trouble, or possibly just made the break of their uh, their their tiny criminal careers, they just have to survive the uh, break of their tiny criminal careers. Yeah, yeah, it could be sort of, sort of a um, who's the gent who did snatch and lock stock and so forth. Uh, okay. Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie, yeah, do, do, you can do a Guy Ritchie caper kind of thing. Mmm. Because that way the stakes would be high and there would be very, there would be very few, well, the, the, the characters, you'd build the characters to be invested in, A, not being murdered by the, uh, the drug dealers and also not contravening the, um, the, the code of their, uh, their particular profession. So, hmm. That could make it very tense and exciting. It really could. Yes. I don't know whether... I mean, depending on how you wanted to do it, you could go with the fiasco approach. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Though that one is presumably if you want this to be the story of a bunch of low-lifes, you know, um, low-level crooks, or in fact non-crooks at all, get handed this enormous package of drugs and it destroys them. Which is entirely feasible. And yet the, yeah. they may not be crooks, but they're, they're potential crooks. That's, uh, I think, the um, mm. the lesson that uh, Fiesco t- uh, hopes to teach. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. So, there was that one. And we also have a, a suggestion from John. Hurrah. From John. It was raining. The kind of rain you would hope would clean the filth right off the produce aisle. A witness in a murder trial recanted his testimony. Oh, and also... Worst went and got himself butchered. Worst is apparently a proper name. Or a proper noun, at least. They found the body w- within the past 24 hours. Interesting, I thought out loud. Welcome to the Veggieverse. Near a, a banana to be seen, but we're elsewhere in the grocery aisles. The PCs are various sentient processed foods who live in the big shopping cart. The grocery city of Kroger. The PCs are either private investigators or folks with friends of the PIs. The case they are facing is the butchery of Brock Worst, a wealthy sausage magnate, and the late head of worst, the Worst Ways, conglomerate. He was involved in the case of Dr. Frankenfurter and his experiments of making life from pink slime. Who killed Worst, and is it connected with the unnatural experiments of Dr. Frankenfurter? Or is it someone else? Lord Hummus, perhaps? I am gravely disappointed. Again, you have made me unleash my hot dogs of war. So we are imagining Lord Hummus as be, being the Lord Humongous from Mad Max 2, right? Indeed. That, that's where I'm going with this. I like it. <laughs> I, I am just imagining these you know, sentient foods kind of walking down by... Yeah, possibly with sort of 
moody, almost black and white effect. Mm. Classic noir tropes, yep. Yeah, classic classic noir trope of characters wandering in a depressed way past the produce aisles, sort of getting that, that water spray that they do to keep uh, to, to keep the salads fresh, kind of raining down on them. Yeah. Saxophone playing in the background for no readily explainable reason. <laughs> yeah, being played by something that doesn't have lungs. It's very mysterious. Yeah, no. It's it's a comic game, but it possibly hangs together better than my idea. <laughs> <laughs> I liked your idea. I mean, I also like this one, and it's, mm. it's nice to have a return to the Veggieverse, which I believe we last saw in Banana Warriors of Dimension X. That would be that would be correct. I mean, I I, I I'm not sure that it isn't where the Veggie Tales take place, but in a slightly more wholesome context. Ah, uh, so Veggie Tales is like. Children's programming in the Veggieverse. It would seem more normal then. Yeah. Not a lot more normal, but. <laughs> a little more normal. A little, a little more. I. I, I am liking this. I, I am liking this quite a lot. Hmm. Yeah. It would be rivered with puns. Terrible, terrible puns. Hmm. The whole pink slime thing is creepy. Well, yes, the the, the mechanically separated um, meat is is going to uh, going to raise that that spectre. Yes, don't worry. They take most of the nervous tissue out first. Yeah. Hmm. I'm just trying to think. I'm now just trying to imagine where in the store Frank uh, Doctor Frankenfurter uh, yeah Frankenfurter's Frankenfurter's uh, laboratory is. Because I feel it has to be somewhere where there is a flickering, an intermittently flickering fluorescent bulb somewhere, just so that you can get that sort of crashing lightning effect silhouetting the castle against the sky. Mm. It, would be, it would be the same sort of freezer bay that has the dodgy square pizzas and um, oh, things like yeah. that. Giant slabs of cottage pie. <laughs> yeah, one of the top shelves where nobody goes. There's sort of this harsh flickering light of a. Uh, of a fluorescent, yeah, yeah, fluorescent with a dodgy ballast. Um, yeah. mm. Yes, I think at some point somebody, yeah, some 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 suspect has to take a header from the top of uh, one of those shelves and just ends up crashing down into I don't know the cottage cheese or something. <laughs> and you've got two feet sticking out, sticking sticking out, sort of slowly sinking into this. Uh, I'm I'm putting way too much thought into this. Eh, <laughs> hey, Lenny, tonight you sleep with the fish fingers. <laughs> yes, you could do lots of, yes, you put them on ice puns. <laughs> As they drag him off towards the fishmonger section. <laughs> you know, somebody being tortured by sort of having their face repeatedly shoved into the potato salad. Yeah. How did he survive? Eh, yeah, we can tell he ate his way out. Yeah. <sighs> I'm liking him. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, that appears to goofballs like us, so. I, I am trying to think of That's the system. Audience. I mean, Quags does spring to mind. I, I think I've only played in one Quags game myself, but yeah, you know, it does certainly seem like a flexible and um, you don't want to dig into a, a extremely complex thing to uh, describe the antics of, of sentient vegetables because I did that when I was still in high school. So yeah, I know that's not a not a great idea. Yeah, there's, there's nothing good down there. I wonder if something like inspectors would work. Uh, that's more of a tale about you trying to operate the small business and running into weird situations and then uh, making them fair, worse. Yeah, it could have some elements from it—the confession mechanic or something like that. Mm, yes, that's the bit I was thinking of. Yeah. Mm, mm. So people could could cheerfully make their lives worse or insert some sort of grotesque pun when they come up with it. Nice. Like it. Like it. I, I am wondering where Lord Hummus... I mean, obviously somewhere in the deli section, but um, was it Hummus that's gone bad and is roaming the wastelands of the store, which is presumably that bit under the shelves where nobody ever dusts? Hmm. Yes. Or the um, the soon-to-expire cut-price goods section. <laughs> yeah, so, so sort of Lord Hummus and his crew were... Are battle hardened, having having survived the uh, through through multiple discountings, 
and the the hordes of customers who come and just grab everything off those shelves second it hits. Mm. Okay, I'm putting way too much thought into this. Yep. Oh well. <laughs> mm. Oh, well done, John. You've got us got us thinking about the uh, social injustices of products and supermarkets as well. So there you mm. go. We are so woke today. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh well. And I killed it. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Alex, for the idea. Mm. Thank you, John, for Produce Noir. Oh, there's a name. Produce Noir. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, the welcome return of the Veggieverse. And I guess that only leaves us with uh, announcing next episode's prompt and uh, announcing the, the options for the next exciting Big Red Couch democratic experience. Indeed. So... For episode uh, 146, uh, running from, from lowest to highest, uh, Transformers plus a thousand years got no votes whatsoever, uh, which I feel is a damning indictment upon the entire career of Michael Bay. Life cover no longer required, got a vote. X kills Y, got a vote. But the clear winner at three entire votes was Tis a Pity She's the Queen. So, episode 146. Tis a pity she's the queen. What do you got for us? Please give us content. <laughs> and this was John's idea, so presumably he had something, but he submitted this like years ago, so it might be going back into the uh, into the vaults. Yeah, the, the, the dusty vaults of history. Mm-hmm. Or, or like the back of the bread aisle. It could, could be either place. Indeed, indeed. So that's what's coming up for Big Ridge Couch 146. And soon to be opened is the poll for Big Red Couch 147, starting with, and uh, you heard them before, X Kills Y. Uh, perennial non-favourite, though not as non-favourite as, as the Transformers one, life cover no longer required. Transformers plus 1,000 years. And the new entry, which apparently is one of mine, from me to you. A free gift of soul dust. There you go. Pick your poison, as it were. Ooh. Another good uh, culinary mystery thing. There's got to be a culinary mystery series out there that we haven't come across. Hopefully done by Stephen Chow in the the light of sort of like uh, God of Cookery and Forbidden City Cop. That would be pretty exciting. I never saw God of Cookery. Is that the one with Shaolin folding chair style? Yes, it is. Okay. That is the one I haven't seen. I have seen Forbidden City Cop, which is very Stephen Chow. And you saw Shaolin Soccer and... Um, oh, that's true. Yeah, so there's... There's, there's got to be something out there. There is... I mean, there is a... There is at least one anime about cooking done in the style of your classic shonen battle anime, or at least the learning new techniques and leveling up their powers kind of thing is played pretty much at the same pitch... Okay. Shokugeki no Soma, aka Food Wars. I've not watched a great deal of it, but they have been, it's been very emphatic. There's a lot of rivalry and food based duels to the death. I've watched bits of Restaurant to Another World, which is kind of, mm. it's almost as though somebody wanted to make an anime about how to cook various dishes, mm. but decided it needed a plot. It kind of has that feel because, they have spent a lot of time animating the frying process. Just the level of, of attention to detail, some of these things can be really quite impressive. Miskazami loves ramen, where basically <laughs> it's a, it's a multi-part advert for the vast galaxy of types of ramen in Japan and the various l- local styles and so forth. So yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it, it, in lieu of a plot, there's kind of like a mild romance crush thing going on instead, while someone tries to figure out this person who is basically a ramen savant. <laughs> it's like, huh. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. Okay. Weirdly specific. I mean, just, just bafflingly specific. But, yeah. Yeah. You certainly learn a lot about ramen. The Taisho Baseball Girls was maddeningly mm. specific, but this is even more so. Indeed. 
then realize there were different sorts of ramen. Oh, goodness. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, to any of our Japanese listeners, I'm very sorry. <laughs> All right, so that was the show. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you'll be back, back next time. We hope you have firmly held opinions on the various poll options. Or at least you bother to click some of the buttons on the websites, because, you know... Either's good. That's, yeah, we're, 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 we're good with both, to be honest. Yeah, we crave validation. <laughs> In any form. <sighs> Alright. Thank you for listening to this diversion into the dark and mysterious case of the accidental battered sausage. Yes. Going down the dark criminal alleyways and produce aisles of the mind that lead us to the resolution of the accidental battered sausage. Though one key question remains in that why on earth did Alex come up with that prompt in the first place? There's got to be a dark tale behind that as well. Terrible, terrible tale. (laughs) Maybe we'll save that for a future episode. Good night, everybody. Good night. Want to hear more of our shenanigans? Then go to hoarde.net and click on the button that looks like a couch. The Big Red Couch is released under Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 Unported from creativecommons.org. All music on the show comes from the album Universal Fluff Theory by Krakatoa. Visit them at krakatoa.com or follow the link from our page. See you next time!